The first lesson this morning comes to us from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you. O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with their equity and guide. Guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. And from the gospel lesson this morning, it comes from the gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 23 through 29. Jesus answered him. It was Philip. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I've said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. For I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away, and I'm coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The text this morning contains so many highly charged theological statements that I was tempted to make a sermon into an essay on the Trinity, guaranteed to put most of you asleep. Yep, yep, believers should be encouraged to think about those kinds of things, very deeply think about those things, but, but much and most of us are not ready for 20 minutes of such instruction on a Sunday morning at 10.30 in the morning. Like I said, snooze city. I've, I've always read the texts. I read the texts uh, uh, out loud to myself. If you ever come in on Monday morning, you will hear me in, in my office or in the choir room. As I read the text, I'll read them out loud. I'll read them out loud to get to try to vocalize and get the dynamics in different ways. I circle all the verbs after I print it out. I circle all the verbs that I found I find in the uh, scripture as well. Uh, it, it gives me different ways to look at the scripture, and I found myself stymied this week. 
So many concepts, so many things to say, so little time. And I could feel another sermon series coming, but I'm not going to be here. I saw it developing, but so much angst. So I've got to tell you, this last week or so has been chaotic and has been as chaotic of life as life has been for me. I don't know why, it just seems that there is chaos surrounding me, all around me, everywhere I turn. Thank goodness I've stopped watching the news. Oh, I read about it, but I don't let myself get bombarded ad nauseum with it. Once I read it, I can't change it. In fact, I forget it. I can't change it. I can't do anything about it. I can't let it discourage me. I must forge ahead and do, do what I believe that God calls me to do. And in the midst of the chaos this week, I was having trouble writing this sermon and the next two. The Bible studies were going great. They are. The Bible studies are just magnificent. Oh, both the women and the men, just I, I could spend the whole year doing the Bible studies. I believe that the special session meeting on Tuesday will be special and significant for the life of this church. I just couldn't find the words of interpretation for the text today. I just couldn't find them. All my stories, all my thoughts, all my teachings appeared to be headed in the wrong direction. In my case, directions would be the proper tense. In a sense, I saw it drifting away from God's intention and teaching, or, or was it? Or was it? Oh, it, it never really does, but well, I felt like I was on the oil tankers out in the Atlantic Ocean, skirting a hurricane on our way from the Philadelphia refinery to the Puerto Rico refinery, on our way to pick up a cargo of gasoline to be delivered to, 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 be delivered to No Hope, Louisiana. No Hope, Louisiana, where the Shell Oil refinery was situated. My wife will recognize that name because that's where I proposed to her. I did. After celebrating 45 years, she's still with me. The waves were crashing over the bow of the ship, and it was like being tossed like a toy in a bathtub or a swimming pool. And that was daytime. At night, it was even worse. The darkness was blinding. We're not, we were not permitted to leave our quarters, only stay within the midships, and we would, we would have been swept overboard and lost if we had gone outside. If it was troubling, to say the least, the chief mate, through all of this, was calm and as cool as a cucumber, like Don Baggett. And as I was, as I passed him, as I passed walking him, uh, by him in the midships, I, I, I made this remark. How do you remain so calm in such a huge storm? Mind you, we, gasoline 
in an oil tanker, oh gosh, only about half a million gallons of gasoline? His answer to me was, was something I, I, I remember. It was like a snapshot. And I use those words uh, still to this day. Throughout life's tumults, I've found that God never lets me down. God is always there beside me and holding me in the palm of God's hands. So, if the omnipotent God that created the heavens and the earth thinks enough of me to be that close to me, I'll be just fine. Because God never changes. God is still God. Okay, I didn't have 40-foot waves breaking around my bow this week, though it seemed like it last night. But my heart was surely troubled Needlessly troubled. Needlessly troubled, but troubled. Hmm. God is still God. What, what that means is, is that God's plans, God's projects, and God's intentions never change. Never change. God didn't forget the covenant that God made with Noah or with Abraham, and God stands by all of God's promises. God's promises. And, and God has made some incredible promises. God has chosen people and, and works through God's creation, like Johnny was talking about. He works through God's creation to, to win back humanity. God's plan is built on peace and justice, not on oppression and violence. And this means that God takes the initiative again and again, over and over again. This theme continues in today's text. There's a difference. It's, it's almost as if God, the God with a deep exhale and a rolling of eyes, if you can just picture it, okay, I'm going to send another advocate that will remind you of the things taught by the first advocate Jesus after he's gone I've been with you for 4,000 years and I've been trying to get your attention so I'm going to make it easy for you this time again I will take the initiative I will be the one to act I will give you all the tools that you need to remember and to minister just just quit fretting don't let your hearts be troubled. I am still your God, and you are still my people. I will give you peace. What I have found in my studies over the years is that even though God addresses individuals for certain tasks, no person, no person ever stands alone. No one person is ever isolated. That's not the way God works. Men and women who step onto the stage as individuals are always members of a family and a community. And God intervenes through us and in us. And we as humans have found ourselves in helpless slavery over and over again. Slavery to other humans, other, but also slavery to money, 
to material things, slavery to substances, and left to our own resource, humanity is not capable of overcoming evil, either, either evil on the inside or on the outside. Throughout all time, God has proven to be, proven to be faithful, never giving up on us. And God, who guides history, also initiates rescue and salvation. Only God, only God, can open a way out of our predicaments, out of our slavery, out, out of our angst, to put us into a new land, a new life. God invites us to respond. God calls, we respond. To join God freely on the journey of life. God seeks folks that are willing, despite impossible circumstances, impossible odds, to put their trust in God. And God does all of this today with the gift of the Holy Spirit, the pneuma, the very breath of God, the advocate. God did not and has not sat idly by. God never gives up on us. According, according to human standards and according to, to the law, and writes, the story, the story of God and humanity should, be, should have been over long, long ago. You see, you see the punishment, the punishment for breaking a covenant, any of the covenants, was the death penalty, a death by stoning. Law permitted a father, thank goodness, thank goodness my dad didn't believe in this. Law permitted a father to take a rebellious son to court and have him sentenced to death just because he was disrespecting his dad. I can see you all are still here. <laughs> God is not like that. God is not like that. In fact, God assures us, God assures us through the prophet Hosea, how could I ever give up on you, he says. My compassion is aroused I will not carry out my fierce anger, for I am God and not a mere human being. I, the holy God, am coming to help you, not destroy you. This is what God is like, my friends. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is the good news. God never gives up on us. Never. We believe that Jesus is the promised one, the prince of peace, the bringer of peace. And with Jesus, the promised new age of salvation began. Yet both as individuals and as churches, we still at times experience and feel like we're hitting rock bottom or having those 40-foot waves crash over us. We feel lost, we feel helpless, and our hearts are troubled. But, but if we listen for God's voice and experience God's breath, we find comfort, we find peace, we know peace. Jesus called it, and Judaism calls it, God's shalom, God's shalom, a deep inner peace, not an absence of war, but that feeling when you take that deep breath, 
I call it the breath of God, where we actually say God's name. Like I taught you at Easter, where you breathe in, So just like the disciples, when our hearts are troubled, we find peace. We find God's shalom because, and, because of and in the Holy Spirit. You see, we, we remember just like the disciples. In, in God's power, he healed the sick, he drove out the demons, he forgave the sinners, he fed the hungry, he sat down with tax collectors and prostitutes, he preached boldly against false piety and injustice. Instead of setting off a war against the oppressors of Rome, he preached and lived a life of love, love of neighbor. But more importantly, a love of enemy. Instead of restoring the nation of Israel, he invited people to freely choose a way of life that was a model of God's peace and truth. Because we, the community of believers, remember, because we are helped by the Spirit, the Advocate, the Ruach, the Numa, to know our Lord, because we are obedient to Jesus' commands, because we are doing his works, and because of the presence and power of the Spirit in our lives, we are called to be a non-anxious presence in an anxious and fearful age. We, you and I, will have the peace the world cannot give or to even take away. Jesus would be and is the visible sign of God's invisible grace. He would leave us, but he would not leave us alone. You see, the Spirit is now in each of us, and we are united together in his body, the body of Christ, through that Spirit, through God's baptism. So we, you and I, are now visible signs of God's invisible grace. We, you and I, are now living examples of God's peace, of God's shalom. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one. Please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies, on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and of course on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his countenance. Peace.